feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And I hope everybody is getting ready for a beautiful and blessed Christmas. Boy, it's been a busy and crazy week. And I tell everybody, they're like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, peace in the world. Because it has been so chaotic. And what a crazy, nutty time it has been between everything going on with Israel, Ukraine. Look at all the political stuff. Look at all the issues with our wide open southern border. And by the way, uh, later on in the show, Curtis Lee was going to join us in about an hour or so, and he is going to be talking about what's happening with the migrant crisis in New York City and beyond, uh, because there are reports that Floyd Bennett Field, which is this big old airfield in New York City where there's about 1,700 migrants, now the migrants are going door to door, begging, asking for money, asking for food. The neighbors didn't want the shelter there anyway. It's this big old tent city, and they didn't want it there to begin with. They also, during the recent storms, it was like flying off. It wasn't even bolted down very well. They were worried the tent was going to fly off. It is freezing cold in New York, as it is in much of the country right now. And it's probably going to get a little bit colder in the next few weeks. So what are you going to do when you got all these people who are freezing? You have a community that doesn't want them. Uh, They don't want these people begging and coming to their homes, most of them single adult males. Uh, Does that sound really appealing for them to be knocking on your door? And be like, "Uh, Mom, uh, some uh, 10 adult male migrants are knocking on the door, don't speak English, and uh, they said they want some money. That doesn't make you feel very good in the neighborhood. So we're going to talk about that uh, with Curtis because he has been out there, of course, leading a lot of the protests, uh, doing the good fight, as we have seen in many places all over New York City and is a problem all over the country. Meantime, big news happening for President Donald Trump. This was a huge plus for President Trump today. Uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith. He petitioned the Supreme Court saying, you know what, we don't need to go through all these layers. We don't need to go through all these appeals to decide whether or not President Trump has presidential immunity. In other words, is he covered from any of these prosecutions? So he could say, no, these were in the terms of my office. These were what I was doing when I was in the Oval Office related to my work as president. And he's been saying, I have immunity. That's why I shouldn't be going dragged through court every five seconds, right? So Jack Smith had a court date, which was, first of all, unbelievable. It was March 4th. What a surprise, because March 5th is Super Tuesday, which is one of the biggest political contests ever. It always is every election cycle. And it's where this behemoth, a huge group of these primaries are all together in many, many states. So you got to gear up. You got to be in all these different states. And then this huge trial was supposed to start on March 4th. And you could tell 
this is all politics, because why else would you be trying to shove it in an election season, in the throes of an election season, like a day before Super Tuesday? Not only was it political by Jack Smith, the special counsel, it was also very political by the judge who granted that date. What kind of judge in their right mind when the issue could be potential election interference, because that's clearly what the Trump team is saying, this is all politics, what judge in the right mind would ever pick that date? But this judge did, because a lot of these judges are loony kazuni. So this judge picks this date, and he's slammed in the middle of this election scene. He's got all these other ones, too, of course, all these other cases. It's like a, like a uh, court case safari, a big old buffet. You know, take your choice, right? And now Jack Smith says, you know what? I don't want to wait, because Trump is pushing for presidential immunity. I don't think he has it. I don't think he has a, quote, get out of jail free card is the way he describes it. He said, oh, it's an imminent public interest that we hurry up and resolve this. And he jumped all these different appeals courts and all these appeals layers that could have happened and went right to the U.S. Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, saying, I want you guys to hurry up and decide this. And you know darn well why he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it so he could hurry up and say, Okay, well, look, March 4th sure does look like it's going to work now. And now that this immunity issue is resolved, we don't have a problem whatsoever. So we can go forward full steam ahead. There's no reason. Why wait till uh, March 4th? Let's do March 1st. You know, you can see it coming. You see where this was headed. He wants a conviction of Trump, and he wants to drag him through in the throes of the election. And the Supreme Court just a few hours ago came back and said they will not fast-track the immunity issue. In other words, you got to go through all the steps like everybody else, Jack Smith. And usually it's the defendant, i.e. Donald Trump, who has the option to have a fair and speedy trial. It's usually not the prosecutors who are like, hurry up and have a fair and speedy trial. You know, it's always the defendant that has that right. You know, it's not prosecutors. And in this season, President Trump said, what is going on? They sat on it for two or three years, and now suddenly, oh, hurry, hurry up. What's changed? What's changed is it's an election year, and what's changed is President Trump is running for president again. And what's also happening is he is the leading candidate by far on the GOP side. And also recently, he is also crushing President Biden in a series of polls. So he is clearly the leading candidate. So you got all of this mixture going on. Of course, it's political. And the Supreme Court, to their credit, in a 9-0 decision, there was no dissent, so it was a unanimous decision. They said, we are not going to jumpstart and go through all these hoops uh, to break sort of judicial process. This is not fair to the president. It's not fair to the judicial process. There needs to be a clean line. You get no special treatment. See you later. And there's your lump of coal, Jack Smith. So I say bravo, bravo to the U.S. Supreme Court, which of late hasn't always been uh, the most reliable branch of implementing the Constitution, often entangled with politics themselves. But it was the right decision. How dare he say, oh, gosh, I have to hurry up. I have to hurry up after he sat on his behind for so many years. And this is what Professor Alan Dershowitz had to say when the big news came down that Jack Smith is walking away with his tail between his legs. Well, as you might imagine, I predicted it absolutely accurately a few days ago, including on your show. Um, and I've said it was a total contradiction. The trial judge keeps saying 
I'm treating him like he's an ordinary guy. He's not running for president. He's not a former president. He's an ordinary guy. And ordinary guys don't get the lays. We don't get anything. Just treat him like an ordinary guy. And then Jack Smith comes in and says, this is not an ordinary guy. He's running for president. We got to change the system. We got to eliminate the right of an appellate review. We have to go right to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court saw through it. And it looks like it was nine to nothing. And it looks like a bad day for special counsel Jack Smith, who has been intent on going after President Trump. Uh, This is what my buddy, uh, the attorney and civil rights lawyer, Leo Terrell, had to say. Jack Smith, you lost today. You lost. I'm so happy. The Supreme Court kept the checks and balances. They realize that Jack Smith is nothing more than a political operative. It's time to celebrate Trump supporters. Jack Smith got his lunch today from the U.S. Supreme Court. He lost. He lost. Supreme Court told Jack Smith, no. It's a great day. Wow, Leo Terrell sounds very happy. Christmas came early for Leo, too. He sounds very, very happy. And John Yu, uh, experienced prosecutor, federal prosecutor, this is how he described the victory for President Trump. Christmas came two days early for Donald Trump. This is nothing, you can't say this is anything but a victory for him and a defeat for the special counsel. This means, I think in all likelihood, this criminal trial is going to get pushed back into the summer, won't be able to start until this immunity issue is handled, and the Supreme Court has granted a second case that involves a January 6 protesters that allows it to review the legality of two of the four charges against Trump in this cr- criminal proceeding, which could push the trial even farther, maybe past the November elections. Wow, that could be a huge deal. And obviously, as it gets closer and closer to the election, it looks more like election interference. So there's a danger, obviously, of letting it go. And the minute it gets closer, there's even some talk that maybe around convention time the trial happens or right before the election. I would think that at that point, even now, President Trump can make a clear case that it is entrenching into the election and it's right there on the doorstep. Can you imagine if it's literally on the doorstep and just a few months before? Uh, Here is also what John Yu says, and John Yu is a very measured guy, very measured prosecutor. He says that this was also a resounding message from the highest court in the land that they're not going to step into this. And this is what I believe is the case. I believe that right now this prosecutor wants to decide who wins, who loses in the election. That's not his job. It's the American public's job. And John Yu says the Supreme Court saw right through it. This is a court that does not want to pick the winner of the 2024 election. The last thing they want to do is get involved again, and get, as they did in 2000, Bush versus Gore, and get partisan retaliation, pushback, attacks, which they're already getting even before these cases get to the court. Instead, it's been people who have been conjuring up novel, unprecedented theories like this disqualification of the president under the 14th Amendment out of Colorado, like prosecuting for the very first time a former president. They've been trying to use the courts to try to get Trump off the ballot. And in typical fashion, uh, listen to this analyst on CNN uh, soon after it came down. 
We just got a one-sentence order without any recorded vote or explanation. They have denied Jack Smith's request for immediate consideration of the claim that Donald Trump should be immune from criminal prosecution for interfering with the 2020 election, trying to disenfranchise millions of voters. The special counsel, Jack Smith, had laid out a case for why it was compelling for the Supreme Court to decide this sooner rather than later. And just a second ago, the Supreme Court denied it, again, with no recorded vote or explanation. It means that this case now stays in a lower appellate court. It could take now months before it gets back to the Supreme Court. It means that the trial of Donald Trump that was supposed to start March 4th certainly will not start on March 4th. Boy, MSNBC and CNN are going to have to move their popcorn back home. Uh, they're going to have to get the butter and caramel and all that stuff back on the back burner and say, okay, we're just going to have to wait because it's coming. It's coming, but it ain't coming now. When we come back, we're going to take your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show as we are on the heels of what's going to be a great Christmas day. The Rita Cosby Show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Never go wrong with a little Ario Speedwagon. I used to listen to that all the time in college, too. This is fun. Then we can get a little hip Christmas music, too. Maybe we'll start doing that also towards the end of the show, I think. Uh, or even anywhere you feel like it, because I'm definitely in the holiday spirit. I feel like all of us got to be. It's been a crazy year, and it's going to get crazier because the election year is underway. Also, look at all the issues at the border, uh, busting at the seams, historic highs, migrant shelters being overrun. Uh, we also have all these crazy attacks on U.S. bases by these Iranian proxy groups. This is a crazy time in the world. And so that's why it's nice to be able to sort of celebrate and, and look at different things. And certainly Trump is celebrating tonight with this news. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al, line five. Al, uh, this is a big win, I think, for Trump and a big blow to the special counsel. Uh, yes, Rita, definitely. You know, today was uh, the, the decision by the highest court was a big win for the president. It was a big win for the millions of Americans who support him. 
and his uh, agenda to make America great again. Uh, you know, it's great because uh, fast approaching, we have the Iowa caucus, which I expect the president to decisively win. And I expect him to win South Carolina decisively against Nikki Haley, who used to be the governor there. Now, did you see, by the way, Al, in New Hampshire, there's a new New Hampshire poll that came out and it showed that uh, Nikki Haley is gaining a little bit in New Hampshire on him. She's actually tightening it a bit like he's gone down a little in one of them. Who knows if it's a, if it's an unusual, if it's an anomaly. Uh, but New Hampshire is a little interesting. They're a little different of a state, too, you know, um, and the primary there is different. But I'm sure Trump would love a clean sweep if he could. So do you think you think he's going to take? Obviously, you said South Carolina. There's also the Nevada. Uh, by the way, the, there's a Nevada caucus that's in there now, too. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be a clean sweep or do you think there'll be anybody who closes the gap even more? Well, you know, President Trump, uh, former President Trump, uh, Nevada is a stronghold of his. Uh, he'll do well in the Super Tuesday states in the South. They were always favorable to the president and his agenda. Uh, New Hampshire, like you touched on, which is so true, it's one of those states that it's uh, hard to read because even back in 1984, yesterday, Ed Cox t- touched on it, which I recollect. Uh, you remember when you had the uh, Where's the Beef campaign between Walter Mondale and Gary Hart? And oh, Gary yeah. Hart was able to beat Walter Mondale in the uh, New Hampshire primary, and then the, the race got a little bit more competitive. And in 2008, John McCain came out of nowhere to become the Republican nominee after winning New Hampshire again. Yeah. And by the way, um, Al, uh, President Trump also said uh, just a couple hours ago that he said if it is close after New Hampshire, which is January 23rd, Iowa is January 15th. But after New Hampshire, if it's close, he said, yeah, if it's close, I would debate that Republican He also says that he definitely will also uh, hope to debate Biden. I don't think Biden, uh, I'll be surprised if he can like pull out of the basement and do another debate. I don't know if they can juice him up like they did last time. That's what it looked like. Remember last time it was like, and then he kind of faded towards the end of the debate. Uh, Boy, that will be one for the record books, but we'll see. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, and of course, this Christmas, we are so thankful for our men and women in blue, and of course, their families. This is a really powerful story coming from Sonoma County, California, where the sheriff's office there had its helicopter on patrol last Friday when officers reported that a vehicle had landed upside down after tumbling down a steep cliff. In a swift response to an emergency call, the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department helicopter called Henry One successfully rescued a crash victim from a ravine. The team was called and rushed to the area. It was just north of San Francisco. Now, once on the scene, two tactical flight officers were lowered into the ravine and they lifted the driver to safety. It turns out that a sheriff's deputy on a routine patrol along Highway 1 in that area was alerted and directed by citizens to a vehicle which had fallen and crashed just off the highway 
just soon before the deputy was passing by. The deputy then discovered the vehicle upside down in the ravine, and incredibly, the helicopter was already on an air patrol nearby and reached the scene within nine minutes. It landed on the highway. Its crew immediately configured themselves for a rescue with a 100-foot-long cable line. Two tactical flight officers trained as emergency medical technicians assessed assessed the the victim on the site, and they were able to extract the victim from the crash site, airlifted to a nearby location for further medical attention, and then rushed, of course, to the hospital. Thankfully, the survivor is said to be doing okay, uh, which is amazing considering that the vehicle was upside down, uh, many, many feet down in that ravine. And everybody's saying if it were not for that sheriff's deputy in the area and also that helicopter just doing air patrol nearby, uh, that victim would not be alive today. And it's a great, great story of our terrific work of our men and women in blue who often have very treacherous, very difficult assignments. And, of course, uh, thank an officer when you see him this Christmas um, and this holiday season because they do so much for all of us. Well, we're talking about the fact that Jack Smith, the special counsel, got a big slap down from the U.S. Supreme Court saying, no, 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 we are not going to listen to a hastened decision. It has to go through the appeals court process. We're not going to rush this case, which is absolutely the right decision. Otherwise, they would have been injecting themselves. That's what I believe, and many attorneys that I've spoken to believe as well. Now, this comes also at the same time that the Colorado State Supreme Court decided, remember this week, this was a doozy. They came out and decided that President Trump should not be on the presidential primary ballot in that state. There's at least a dozen other states looking to do the same thing. That case undoubtedly will also end up at some point in the Supreme Court because President Trump is expected to appeal that at any moment. Uh, That is a crazy, crazy decision by the Supreme Court there in the state of Colorado. And now you hear text, you know, you've heard... uh, Uh, New York's Governor Hochul, you've heard Michigan, you've heard California. They are all jumping into the fray, saying that they also want to try to kick him off the ballot. And to me, that is such a dangerous situation. And that one, they're saying that President Trump committed uh, insurrectionist behavior, that he's an insurrectionist. If you listen to President Biden when he was asked about it this week, oh, yeah, it's very evident. Nobody has charged President Trump with insurrection. He hasn't been you know, convicted. He hasn't even been charged by Jack Smith, who's the special counsel, who's like a dog in heat. You know, you know that he'd be going after him if he could, and he hasn't gone after him on insurrection. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe I could say that what President Biden's doing on the border, that's a dereliction of duty. Maybe he should be off the ballots because he's not protecting our homeland. I mean, you can make the case that is so subjective, and I think that that is such a dangerous dangerous situation. Meantime, everybody on Trump's side uh, saying this is time for celebration, that the Supreme Court isn't going to rush the case and they're not going to roll over for the special counsel who seems intent on taking down Trump. Here is uh, Carrie Lake. Remember, she ran for governor uh, there in Arizona and she's now running for Senate there. And this was her reaction a little bit ago. The Supreme Court did the right thing. It's going to move now through the appellate court. 
And, you know, obviously this was to speed this up, keep more bad news, what appears to be bad news in the media to continue this false narrative, all of this drama surrounding President Trump when it's a bunch of made up witch hunt garbage Mm -hmm. and the American people are on to it. And the American people are furious. They want to choose who the president is going to be. And it's very obvious when you look at the polling, President Trump is up 55 and 60 points in the polling. It's it's incredible. And they have to stop him some way because they know that their corrupt jig is up, Yep. you know, on what they have been pushing and doing. And I'm thrilled that the Supreme Court did the right thing. Jack Smith just wants to see President Trump in court, ensnared in a trial as he's going into Super Tuesday. It's wrong. The American people know it's wrong. And even Jack Smith knows it's wrong. And one of the classic lines, uh, when the decision came down today, uh, slapping down Jack Smith, uh, Andy McCarthy, who is in a former assistant U.S. attorney in the Southern District, uh, you see him all the time on Fox. He's often on Cats and Cosby. We love Andy's perspective. And this is what he had to say about the decision. This was a classic. In a way, I believe that they're kind of saving Smith from himself. Um, I I thought it was foolish on his part to seek an expedited appeal. Uh, The court was almost certainly going to want the benefit of the D.C. Circuit's views on this. The D.C. Circuit agreed to hear the case on an expedited basis. I think the briefs are due uh, like the New Year's Day and then they're, uh, you know, probably schedule argument very shortly after that if they haven't already. So he's very likely to win in that court. And then the Supreme Court can say, you know, we're going to let that decision stand. And, you know, if after he goes through, after Trump goes through the whole process, there's an eventual appeal, then we can listen, we can hear uh, immunity and everything else then. So I, I, I thought that was the, the best route for Smith. Um, I, I think it, I just think it was foolish for him to seek expedited appeal. Yeah, and it does not look good that he's already being pushed back by the highest court in the land. They'll still probably review it at some point, uh, but it certainly is good news, at least for President Trump, that he can buy some time. He wants to buy time so it gets closer and closer to the election, and they go, no way at this point. Uh, Also, during the election season, especially, which really truly is already underway. I feel like it's been underway for the last two years, uh, but it will really get underway, of course, with the beginning with the Iowa caucus, which is on the 15th of January. So that's right around the corner. I mean, there are so many things. And he's got all these other cases, too. Let's not forget, he's got so many of these other cases that are still on the docket. He's got the Georgia case. He's got a couple others. He also has the Florida case with Jack Smith. So uh, it's going to be hard to find another room in the calendar if that March 4th date doesn't hold, because then they're going to be, ah, I'm sorry, he's got 10 other cases that week. He can't do that week. He's going to have to do another week because he's got 15 the next week. I mean, they're like throwing everything at him. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line four. Uh, Norm, your reaction to the high court today? Oh, my reaction. Well, first thing, my reaction is, First thing, uh, Stan called me an idiot the other day, but I, it's season's greetings now. Oh, so my I'm goodness. Gonna... By the way, did, did he call you an idiot on my show? Yes, he called. He called. Well, he can't go on a, the other show after you. So um, he's banned. So um, I, I um, yeah, but 
That's not why I'm calling. I'm just to let you know. Well, and, and by gonna... the way, by the by the way, Norm, I think if I recall, sorry, because I remember when he called, he had so many things that I was combating with him. Uh, I believe I was said I, I obviously would stand up for you as I always do, Norm. And uh, God, I feel like when I spoke with uh, Stan, he was like sucking on lemons because he was complaining about everything that day. You know, it was like uh, uh, the sky is is uh, you know is gray. It's Trump's fault. You know, uh, my car ran out of gas. It's Trump's fault. You know, I mean, everything was Trump, Trump, Trump. Uh, he was he was like uh, he was on fire, you know, and, and I had to, like, put out that fire pretty quickly. Go ahead, Norm. Right. Well, it's before the holidays, but just to let you know, after the holidays are over, I'm going to write some serious literature about that boy. So anyway, <laughs> okay. okay, so anyway. <laughs> Okay. Now, concerning Trump, uh, look, I I just hope this is not a little tease that we're getting here right now that, okay, okay, they gave in on this and then they're going to they're going to drop the hammer on us about the Colorado decision. Now, I, I, you know, I'm I'm listening to so-called experts like O'Reilly and uh, and they're saying, oh, this is we got this in the bag. It's going to be a nine to nothing decision and then um you know and I, i've been i've been going with that also but um you know my friend jacqueline who calls your show she she thinks ah she thinks well I'll, I'll let her call and give her opinion but uh she thinks no 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 they're gonna screw trump big big time so i don't know you know look uh you know like i just i hope it i hope it goes uh the way we want it. But, well, uh, you know, you know, the thing is, Norm, I want whatever's fair, you know, because if it was a Democratic, uh, you know, challenger to Trump right now and the shoe was on the other foot and suddenly they were kicking him off the ballot, uh, that to me is it's just it's not American justice. I mean, this is what you call sort of lawfare versus, you know, the legal system. And and one of the things, Norm, too, you know, I, I would kind of tend to I hear what you're saying, and I love Jacqueline's perspective, too, when she calls in. I feel like in this particular case, and uh, obviously we saw what happened today, no dissent, so 9-0. I believe also on the Colorado case they will do the same. And the reason I say that is because you look out there and you see Ty Cobb, who's the former Trump attorney. He believes it's going to be 9-0 in Trump's favor. He's not a fan of Trump's. He's actually like, he's like a Chris Christie of lawyers. He doesn't like Trump. You know, they had a falling out. But yet, I don't think I've heard him say very many things nice about Trump in the last year or two. But he did suddenly say he thinks 9-0 just based on the law. And also, Bill Barr, the former attorney general for Trump, he's not a fan by any means of Trump. They had a falling out. And yet he also said that he thinks it should get kicked out, that this isn't fair. And Chris Christie... I mean, we see him out there on the debate stage, Norm. He is also said. So I, I sort of feel like because there are so many voices of people who are not Trump fans saying it, that I, I think they're going to be hard pressed. You know, I don't know if it's a nine zero, but I think that they will vote in the president's favor that this is an overreach. I'm surprised, by the way, that they haven't filed an appeal yet because I would have thought they would have done it, you know, ASAP. But maybe they feel like, hey, have a nice holiday. Maybe they don't. You know, I think it's uh, January 4th that goes into effect. So uh, they give this grace period and the way the Colorado law goes. So if that's the case, they have obviously still a little bit more time to do a filing. Maybe they're working on it and polishing it up and figuring it all out. And maybe after Christmas they're going to do it. They don't want to do it before Christmas. Who knows what? But I think 
It's obviously going to be coming any day now. But I'd be surprised just because Bill Barr, Ty Cobb, Chris Christie all agree. Uh, and you put those three guys, uh, that's, you know, that's uh, that's an interesting pairing, an interesting trio. And they all believe it. That's why I think there's a good chance on that one, too, Norm. Uh, and, Norm, if I don't talk to you, obviously, again, I probably won't. Uh, Merry Christmas. And I'll look for Merry that. Merry Christmas to you, Rita. I'll look for the literature next year, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm going to go medieval on his spot. He's, I'm going to I'm going to write. I'm going to it's going to be my best work. Oh, my, Norm, you've had some good work. That's that's a high bar. That is a very high bar. And Norm, I remember one time a while ago you read the story uh, about um, I believe it was your mom or your dad. You were talking about I think it was your mom in the service and some of some of her thoughts. Um, and it was so beautiful. So uh, you're just thank terrific. You. I always love hearing from you. Norm, thank you so much. You too. You have a great holiday. You too. Merry Christmas, my friend. Let's go to John in Pennsylvania, line three. John, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm just waiting for our government to go back to work and deal with the issues that we need to deal with. This yeah. It's just crazy. I, John, I hear you. You're right, because they're sort of like, Schlumping around. And in fact, this Congress, and that goes for both sides, Republicans and Democrats. I mean, it was like, like I think out of like uh, 200 something bills that came up, uh, they have like uh, 17 were successful. I think it's like the lowest ratio uh, in modern times that Congress has been able to do anything. And, you know, we've spent so much time with all of this stuff with the speakership. I mean, think about all the chaos that was going around with everything tied to Kevin McCarthy and also with everything, then they finally pick Speaker Johnson. I mean, all of that stuff just killed time. And, and, you know, they finally are getting a set of cojones and saying, you know what, um, this, you know, we will try to push for border security because they're finally holding the line, the Republicans saying, you know, we should get border security and do it separate. And then do Ukraine separate and do, you know, Israel separate, all of these things. I believe all of these things must happen or need to happen. I think there's a a good reason to make sure the money goes to the right places and the right amounts and it's vetted and all that. Um, But they should have held the line a long time ago. I heard a couple Republicans the other day, they were trying to decide, well, should we allow uh, maybe two or three thousand illegals a day? No, you should allow zero illegals a day. I mean, why would you be negotiating? Some of the senators, some GOP senators actually thought that might be an okay idea because the Biden White House was trying to pitch that out, which shows two things. One, it shows some of those Republican senators uh, need to get a spine. And two, the other thing it shows is that the Biden administration knows they can easily kind of control the border, but they just don't want to do it. It is a mess. So we're going to continue talking about that and so much more after the break. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. We are in the holiday spirit here on the Rita Cosby Show. Of course, the weekend, for many of you, is kicked off. Mine will start soon. Uh, But 
I love this time of year. I just think it represents so much being with family, you know, being with people you love, just appreciating life and appreciating things that matter. And by the way, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, Curtis Lee was going to join us in about 10 minutes or so, and he's going to be talking about the mess of the migrants in New York City and what a disaster it has been, where it's going, and the fact that it's freezing outside. And a lot of them are sleeping in tents. Many of them are going to sleep on the streets. They're already out there. And where is the bursting point? I talked to the mayor earlier this week, John Katsimatidis, and I talked to the mayor earlier this week on Katz and Cosby. And he's like, we're already past the bursting point. But what are we going to do? They're looking at balancing the budget. And they're saying they're going to have to slash in all these places because of the migrants to make up for the cost of the migrants. Uh, This is a disaster. So it's going to be a huge issue this holiday season and, of course, into the new year. Uh, And as long as this president uh, won't seal the border, uh, it is a disaster. And if you look at some of the new images, it looks like uh, like uh, football stadiums are like running towards the border. The other day I looked at something and I thought it was like, I thought it was like a, like a big football stadium. All of a sudden I looked and I was like, oh, my gosh, those are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of migrants just crossing in one location in Texas. And one day there were more than 12,000. It's the biggest high ever, 12,600 historic high in a single day. And this is usually a little slower time. So, boy, are we in trouble. We're going to talk about that and so much more uh, coming up in the next hour. Meantime, we're talking about Trump and the big victory uh, let's go to Stan. Uh, Stan, uh, you heard Norm was not happy. You took a swipe at him, and he's angry. Talking about going off topic, first to wish you a, first of all, the best and joyous Christmas for you and your family. Thank That's you, wonderful. Stan, and you too also. Thank you very much. You know, the hol- it's, let's, for a second, forget everything you need to have a happy holiday with a family and friends, and that's important. So Absolutely. Have- and by the way, Stan, too, um, you know, I said this about you the other day. When somebody else took a swipe at you, I also defended you. I also said, because I always appreciate you call. I love hearing from everybody. Um, and I know you were very public. You had some health stuff earlier in the year. We were all praying for you. So when I hear you you feisty and 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 screaming, I say that's a good day because Stan's, Stan's on fire and he's on a comeback. When you called me, when you didn't call for a while, everybody was worried. Yeah, we all love worried. you, Stan. So I just want to say that this holiday season, too, as well. A hole in the head. But that, look, I wanted to just go uh, the troops. Uh, one of the most impo- – I want to talk about it quickly, a guy who isn't here anymore, but it was so important to the troops that I know how important they are to you. And that was Bob Hope. Yes. I miss him terribly. Because he would go to the true World War II, Korea, Vietnam. I saw him there, and or I think he did a little erect. But I'm in these times. Bob Hope is needed. I don't. I don't know if a lot of people will call. Remember him. You and I remember him. By the way, how important I, he was. I hope I they do. I hope they do. Um, and by the way, Stan. Sadly, we got to go to a, a hard break. Stan, I'm happy to end on a happy note. That's my Christmas gift to hear you talking about this. Uh, we love and appreciate you, Stan. I don't I don't know if I've ever, I think I've agreed with you once or twice out of the 5,000 times you've called. Uh, but I always appreciate the calls, and I love hearing from everybody. And you're right. We need more Bob Hopes out there uh, to bring hope to everybody.